Get Me to the Job on Time by Ian Randall Strock. Maybe it's what you do with the knowledge that determines whether or not you'll discover the secret of time travel. What? I asked the old man. I know for a fact that time travel is possible. I knew the man who discovered it, and you'll never guess what he used his discovery for. Well, I didn't believe that old man any more than you believe me, but we'd been waiting in that airport for four hours, so I humored him. All right, I'll bite, I said. What did he use time travel for? Wally didn't need to see the pyramids getting built, or sail with Columbus, or even watch JFK's assassination. What Wally wanted to do, more than anything, was get to work on time. An introduction like that demands a story, so I sat down and let him tell me. Wally didn't want fame, the old man said. I think he would have been perfectly happy if no one but the payroll department knew his name. Did I mention we both worked in the same department? Anyway, he loved his job. We were editors, and Wally simply loved being an editor. Always got his work done on schedule, never made any mistakes, and there was no place he'd rather be. But he had one big problem at work. Wally just could not get to work by 9 a.m. Some days it was a common excuse, train delays, doctor appointments, plumbing emergencies, and sometimes the damnedest things happened to him. He got caught in hold-ups, subway hijackings, rat stampedes, anything and everything, it seemed, conspired to keep Wally from getting to work on time. And he could never understand it. On the one hand, his work was always done on time, and his lateness never affected anyone else. If I wanted to talk to Wally, I knew I had to wait till late morning. On the other hand, he tried his hardest to get in on time, and the few times he made it, he'd usually left the house three hours early and had been at his desk since 6.30. He just couldn't win. I never believed in a determinist universe, but in Wally's case, I was starting to make an exception. Discovering time travel, I think, was his calling. If he hadn't, the perversity of the universe would have been proven beyond all doubt. One Monday, Wally and I both walked in the door at nine on the dot. He wasn't a few minutes late, nor screamingly early. He was precisely on time. Wally, I said, I'm stunned. That's two of us, he said, and sat down to get to work. I let the incident go, chalking it up to blind chance. I mean, if you're working in a place for a couple of years, the odds have to favor walking in the door at 9 a.m. at least once, right? Well, the next morning, wouldn't you know it, he and I were in the same elevator, and on our floor at 9 on the tick. Okay, Wally, I said. Two days in a row you're on time. What gives? Are you leaving three hours early and then waiting for me to get here on time? No, no, he stammered. Nothing like that. It's just, well... I think I've finally figured out how to get here on time. How'd you do it? I asked. Can you keep a secret? I nodded. I've discovered the secret of time travel. And he clammed up. Wouldn't say another word. I looked over at him every now and again throughout the day, and when he caught my eye, he'd wink and smile a little, so I wasn't sure if he'd been pulling my leg or not. Come Friday, I couldn't stand it. I sidled up to Wally's desk about 9.30 and whispered to him, Time travel, huh? Mm-hmm, he said. So what time did you leave home to get here at nine? You won't believe me, he said. Try me. Today I woke up at noon, watched the news, showered, ate breakfast about one this afternoon, took an uncrowded subway ride into work, got to the lobby about quarter to two this afternoon, and then time-traveled back to 8.57 this morning. 
Then I stepped out from behind that big potted fern and joined the throng jostling for the elevators. "'Do you really believe me to believe that cockamamie story?' I asked him. "'No, not really, but it's the truth.' And he went back to work. I sat down at my desk, staring at the papers in front of me and not seeing them. Then I gave up. I dialed Wally's home phone number. It rang five times, and I was looking at Wally the whole time. On the sixth ring, a groggy Wally picked up. I knew his voice. I'm listening to Wally wake up on the phone while I'm watching him working at his desk, not ten feet from me. I hung up and went back to Wally's desk. Oh, yeah, he said. Before I woke at noon, the phone woke me sometime in the morning, but there was no one there. I left the company a few years later, but by that time I believed him. I think he really had found the secret to time travel. I asked him about it at my going-away party. If you've really discovered time travel, what are you going to do with it? What do you mean do with it? he asked. I get to work on time. Isn't that enough? And the thing about Wally was, getting to work on time really was enough for him. Then our flight was called. I boarded early to get to my seat in the back, while the old man waited for his row to be called. I figured I wouldn't see him again. On the plane, however, he smiled at me as I walked to the back. And we landed two hours early. This is Ellie Hirschman for Escape Pod. Visit us on the web at escapepod.org. 